Hey, Billy, why don't we tell them what we're about, man? So we're here to welcome you to the Madhouse Chronicles. It's a talk show with myself, Billy Morrison. And me, as yours, This man, Prince of Darkness, and we watch and react to the maddest internet clips. What do we discuss, Ozzy? Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, all that kind of shit. Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, and all that kinds of shit. Come and join Ozzy and myself. Visit OsborneMediaHouse.com to get special access to... Come to, on! What do you say? Do you think it's the wildest show on the internet? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> are you looking for a community of women who are ready to have an open conversation about their self-doubt journey? How they're showing up despite their negative self-talk? All while having brunch and sipping mimosas? Then join us Saturday, November 20th at Camp Spaces from 12 to 2.30 p.m. for Slang Self-Doubt's first live event called Community and Conversations. Limited tickets are on sale now. You can head on over to my website, www.feliciawallace.com. Click the events tab to get your ticket today. Hope to see you there. You're listening to the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast with Coach Felicia, where we empower black women to overcome their doubts, fears, and insecurities in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Welcome back to another episode of the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast. I am here with Laura Gathers from Love Harder Marriage Coaching. Good morning, Laura. How are you? Good morning. I am great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you all who have been listening to the show, y'all know we talk about self-doubt in all different type of areas. Usually I have people on that are, you know, entrepreneurs and different different things. Well, most most of them are entrepreneurs, actually, but in multiple different areas. Um, but one one thing that we've kind of talked about, we touched on, you know, maybe last year maybe like a handful of times was like how self-doubt shows up in my marriage. So I am happy to have a marriage coach here to just have us dig a little bit deeper into um, what that could look like. Cause I have some questions for that as well. Even when you tell us about yourself. Um, so um, I'm excited about this conversation. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started? Absolutely. First, my name is Laura Gathers. Just like you said, thank you so much for pronouncing Gathers correctly. Oh, you, you are right. You are welcome. You are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for having me today. I was not a marriage coach all my life. My professional career involved um, government contracts. I worked for the state government. Okay. And then I transitioned to working for universities and their contracts and grants department. And then when I got pregnant with my daughter, mm -hmm. I decided to come out of the work environment and come home and be a stay at home mom slash wife. And that is really where I want to get started because I love how you said how self-doubt will show up in your marriage because yes. that transition from being financially dependent since Ooh. I was, I started working when I was like 14 years old. Mm until having my daughter at 39, I believe I was, I mean, 29, I believe I was, I'm like, wait a minute. That's a you long, know? Yeah, that's a long time. Having that financial independence. And I'm talking about working multiple jobs yeah. to having to say, okay, I'm about to relinquish control in mm. this area of my life. That word, <laughs> that phrase right there, relinquish control. That is a whole I'm gonna let you go ahead <laughs> and trust my husband 
from the lens yes. of not ever seeing that done, mm. not seeing healthy marriages, healthy relationships where a woman actually stayed home and the husband provided. Yeah. All types of doubt. Credit. Yeah. Mm. And so we can start there and then we can. Well, yeah, because everybody knows <laughs> the very first question is how has self-doubt showed up in your journey? So <laughs> it, it, it started off the, off the break. <laughs> that's where it started before I even started with Love Harder Marriage Coaching. That transition from um, being a high income earning female mm, mm-hmm. and then coming home to manage my home and yeah. to raise my kids. I'm telling you, like internally, I kept asking myself, are you making the right decision? Yeah. Especially being in an environment where I had been told multiple times that all men cheat mm. and that I've been painted the picture that you always keep a little something on the side. Wow. And it's so crazy, right? Because the fact that that is kind of still perpetuated like it's not it is I mean at the end of the day you you, that's a whole separate conversation but (laughs) it really is just like it just that the mindset is still there and it's so hard to kind of break from that if that's what you've been taught on top of if that's what you've seen you know what I'm saying because you don't know another way until you actually either do another do it another way which is a lot of us are out here trying to break uh, generational curses and choices right talk about it um, talk about and so it. it is very difficult that when all you've seen is this one thing it's hard to believe it could be something else and that's the truth yeah and that that doubt um caused like inner turmoil mm-hmm. I never fully expressed it I don't even think I ever expressed like that doubt with my husband mm. And when I was having, I remember one day um, when it all got real, when my son was actually removed out of daycare, because before that I was home with my daughter by myself. Yeah. And then my son actually came home from daycare and it got real to me that day. Mm. And I was sitting there thinking, wow, like this is about to be my (laughs) life. Now, granted, I, I am the person that loves the kids. I go outside. I come until this day, I go outside, I converse with the neighborhood kids. I know what's going on with them at school. I, I'm the one that plays tag at the park with the children. Wow. I, I love kids. Yeah, so yeah. me being home with the kids wasn't the frightening part at all. I love that aspect of life. Mm-hmm. It was me relinquishing that power yeah. that I had through working that that's where the doubt was flooding. And so as I was sitting one day praying, like God, you know, I need to know that this is what you desire from me mm. because everything in me is saying, go back to work. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Ooh. come on. Speak on it. Yep. And mm. I was sitting there and the Lord said, who is your provider? Mm. Mm. You know, you quote that scripture that I supply all of your needs, according to my riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Yeah. So if I have never not supplied for you what makes you think I wouldn't now Hmm. even if what your doubts even what if what you're feeling happens yeah yeah have I never not supplied your needs Mm, that's and I was like whoo (laughs) when I'm serious and you're, you're talking to someone um I went off to college no not seeing anyone in my family do that before 
went on a track scholarship, got injured and had to trust God to come off scholarship because they were still making me compete. Mm. Even though I was hurt, I had to trust God to provide for me at this private school Yeah, where it was more than a salary, which my mom was making at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And he supplied all of my needs then. And so I have a history with God and that's what I began to rely on my history with God going to graduate school with no job and not having one late rent payment, one late bill, nothing, Mm, mm. you know? Yeah. He said, then on top of that, show me anytime you've had to question your husband's loyalty or provision for you. Wow. Wow. And my husband and I went to college together. We were friends before we started dating. And as a friend, when he saw me in need, he would get it. As a boyfriend, when he saw me in need, he would get it. Mm. And as a husband, I've like he had it's in him. That's what yeah. he desires to do. That's what he enjoys doing. So record, they weren't coming from an incident that I had with him. They were coming from what you said, from what I've seen yeah. and what I've heard throughout my life, not what I've experienced with my husband. Yeah. And so me coming to that realization helped me understand that I was making the right decision, not just for me, but for my family. Yeah. Oh man. That is so I always say this. And I know people are like, okay, we get it. <laughs> but I always be like, every single time God tells you, this is the person that I need you to interview. This is the person that you're going to have this conversation. It is always right on time for me because I transitioned from working in healthcare for over 15 years to coming home, <laughs> being able to provide. And it was a, it was, it sounded good when I first was like, oh yeah, we're going to do the Lord's break. And then, you know, then the panorama yeah. hits and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like, this is not what we, this wasn't what's supposed to happen, Lord. Like the, and all the self-doubt, all the fear yes. that, you know, all of those things came into play because did you make the right decision did I am I hurting my family more than I'm helping them and it took me a while to realize that like you said God was providing he has been providing this entire time and what I expected to happen versus what has actually happened is better than I could have ever imagined you know and it has been just like you said like sometimes we're worried about other people's stuff we're worried about what we've seen how things kind of worked out that you know if stuff fell by the wayside or the fear of you know the unknown I mean that that is it's a real thing but like you said which I love that you said is that you pay attention to God's track record with you, not nobody yes. else's track record, <laughs> but what has he gotten you through before that you thought that you couldn't get your, that you didn't think you was going to be able to get out of. And when I think back to the, th- the, the times before where I've been like, Lord, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> we say promise, <laughs> don't we? <laughs> right. If you just give me to the 30th, <laughs> when you give me to the 30th, like just give me through this season of life. Mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to do and even in times where I remember God saying trust me trust me and here's another opportunity where I have to literally that phrase I don't release control relinquish control however you want to get however you want to phrase it but one of the things I'm learning in this season is that 
it is the illusion of control because we control nothing at all. We we have no control. We have the illusion that we have control. And I try to remind myself that on a daily basis, it's your illusion of control. You do not control anything. And so I just, that, that right there, that was for me. It might've been for somebody else, but I'm telling y'all that was for me. (laughs) all the way so I appreciate and I was going to ask you uh, one of the other questions I ask is like some practice so what are some practical things that you do when self-doubt does show up so like as you transition into coming home and and so then at what point did you decide you know what I'm going to go into marriage coaching and I'm going to go into this like how did that transition happen and did you have any self-doubt going into that absolutely So from that moment, you know, I I took on the role as stay-at-home mom for years before I even done anything with Love Harder Marriage Coaching. Mm. My sisters got married a couple of years after me, so I knew that I wanted to share some information with them about what I've learned about marriage, Uh knowing that none of us had really seen a healthy marriage, Mm. and I didn't want to do it from this standpoint. I'm the eldest. Right. So I didn't want to do it from the standpoint of a second mom, because that's how they viewed me already. I wanted to do it from a a, a standpoint of, look, this is God's idea about marriage. Yeah. And this is how I've been trying to apply it to my life. And that's where the whole devotional came from. Mm. This was just going to be something that I gave to my sisters for a Christmas gift. And as I was talking and sharing with friends about it, they were like, you should probably give that to all of us. Oh wow! <laughs> and um, so then I started talking to uh, editor and she did, she started doing the edits for me. And let me tell you, this is where the other part of self-doubt came in. I was done. I had sent the, the devotional out to friends, families, pastors, asked them for their feedback. People would make their own personal edits. And overall, everybody was like, this is great go for it. Mm -hmm. I gave it to my husband who was at that time a professor and he gave it back to me and said, start over. Mm. Exactly. (laughs) Just like that. Just start over. It's like, yeah, you need to start over. And I put it down because I already knew that writing was not a strength of mine. Mm. It was not something that I was excited about doing. Mm -hmm. I was doing this out of love for my sisters and obedience to God. Yeah. Yeah. Not because I wanted to. Right. So it was already a challenge. And so then I have someone, my husband, um, who I trust. Yeah. Enough for me to come home. Right. 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 (laughs) And I value his opinion and he's telling me, sis, you need to start over. And so then the self self-doubt look like anger towards him mm. because I've had 20, 30 people tell me this is great. Move forward. Right. And then and I have one person. And the person that you were expecting probably to be like, boo, this it. This is. <laughs> he was like, you need to start over. And so after probably a month went by, um, I started over. I realized that once again, my husband, who is not perfect, has the best intentions for me. Yeah, yeah. His track record has shown that his intentions are good. He makes very good decisions. 
And he uh, he had to write a whole thesis, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> to get his PhD, so yeah. he had he had to go through it. So I have to trust him with this because this doesn't just represent me; right. it represents him. Yeah. And so I started over, and the whole time I kept asking myself, "Is this good enough?" And one day, before I gave him the the updated version, I remember just sitting before the Lord, and the Lord was like, "This isn't about." Um, his approval. This is just about you being able to handle that one no. Mm. Ooh. Because you have a lot of people in your corner that's going to cheer you on and always have all your life. But what happens when you encounter something that that you're getting a no? You're not yeah. getting a green light. You're getting a stop. What are you going to do? Does it mean that you quit? Or does it mean that you persevere? Because where you're going is going to require perseverance and mm. you're going to hear no. Mm. Yeah. And girl, I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I could talk to you about that. That could be a whole nother <laughs> But, But long story short, as I gave my husband that version, he was like, now you're working with something. Yeah. <laughs> and when yeah. I look back today on what I gave him the first the first edition that I gave him mm-hmm. versus what I ended up producing, I could kiss his face off. I am so thankful that he said no, because that first version cannot compare like at all. Like to what I would it be is. embarrassed yeah. today to look at it. I would be embarrassed. I'm serious to look at it. But I think that and other like, part, the one of the things that came up for me was that he, he also knows your potential because he knows you. He knew that you could do more. He knew that you could yeah. do better. And in being when you are stepping out on faith, you need that person. And, and even if we want it to be somebody else, sometimes it comes from the person that we trust the most. Like it, there are yes. times when my husband really is like, what, what's going on? Like, what's, what's holding you up? And I'll be, you know, I, like you said, I get frustrated. Like, you don't understand it. But really, it's yes. just it's my own self-doubt. And he like, Let's, what are we doing? You know, like, and so and I, what I would do is I would in turn take that as like, oh, you know, um, well, maybe this is too much. Are you trying to say that you want me to go yeah. back? And he's like, I didn't say all of that. I'm just saying, what are you doing? I want you to see this too. It, I would have never committed to this if I would if I didn't see that you I want you to see it to the end but don't don't BS this whole all the way through you're gonna have to put in the work and so when it comes to the person that you know you trust and the person that you're saying like oh we're on this journey together but they're telling you like no you need to do better no then it it, it, it hit different than your girlfriend saying something to you or somebody who don't really know you when your husband says it it, it just hits differently. So I understand that that process of like, he expected more and he knew you could do it. Right. And so yes. it was like, let's not, let's not sugarcoat this and let's not, you know, play around with it, do what you came to do and get it done. <laughs> and that's it. And that's all. And even recently I was looking at a devotional and I was like, there are some upgrades that I would like to make to this, you know? Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> right. And just even now, because and I think about how how much more work I would have to put in if I just would have went with that first version. Like, because I had the choice to completely ignore him, right? That is I facts. Had, I had that choice. <laughs> yes, that's like, facts. You could be like, okay. Right? <laughs> I'm going to go with what the crowd is saying. Right, right, right. <laughs> you don't know it all. And, but, but it um, also lets honor. you know how how mm-hmm. even in this situation, but like how God will use him to bless you, right? Because yes. this is, 
this, when we think about entrepreneurship or starting a, a venture or doing something, even through like with slaying self-doubt, there have been things that have come up and ideas that, I, that didn't come, it didn't come from me. It actually came through my husband of like, well, what you think about this, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes I'll be like, oh, I don't know. And then because in my mind, I'm like, well, God going to tell me everything. He going to make sure that I know because he gave this to me. And then I end up like, you know what? You was right. And so it's like, can you hear from, like you said, can you get a note from somebody else? And can you hear it from somebody else who has the best intentions for you? Cause so I can show you that I, I'm going to you, cause we, God uses us to confirm stuff for other people. So why wouldn't he use our husbands to do the same thing for us? Um, I actually have that post in my phone to post your spouse hears from the Holy spirit too. That's what, that's exactly what my post was was going to say your spouse <laughs> hears from the Holy Spirit too, because a lot of times, especially when we're the ones who um, often hear from God and we feel like, you know, we God's best friend and he going to mm-hmm, tell us everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We can't receive it from our spouse. We can receive it from sister so-and-so at church or brother so-and-so at yes. church or pastor so-and-so, right? But that's why I was like, nah, God, me and God close. If, if he want me to know that, he, he going to holler at me. Exactly. But, your spouse hears from the Holy Spirit too, just like mm-hmm. you do. And who else would he share that intimate information with other than your spouse, the one who he is trusting to cover you yes. and to protect you and to provide for you and to be your helpmate? Like who else mm-hmm. would he tell that information to? Right? Yeah, that <laughs> is, so- yeah, that is, <laughs> that, that just, it, it is so, such a, I think I would hope that anybody who's listening to this, that how freeing that could be too as well, because we're not meant to do this by ourselves. And a lot of times, one of some of the things that even we talk about with this transition of, you know, especially going from a nine to five to coming home and trying to build something, you feel like it's all on you. Like you have yes. to, you are the person who has to, but some of that is allowing God to use the people around you and, and, and that you don't have to do it by yourself. And so for me, I, I've gotten to a point where now I do listen, you know, and even though he's like, well, that's your thing, whatever have you, I, I still like, well, what's your opinion? I want to know because I, I'm aware now that something that, like you said, something the Holy Spirit may have got given to him to give, give through me, I'm going to receive it different, you know? Yes. And understanding too, especially when you're an entrepreneur or you're doing your own thing, mm-hmm. you need to have someone that to hold you accountable like in any other environment there's accountability but I think entrepreneurs think that they are the end-all be-all right and that's not the case you need someone to hold you accountable and I would hope that that person could be your spouse even though that can present challenges because Mm -hmm. like we like we've already discussed sometimes it's hard to hear from the people closest to you especially when it's not what you want to hear exactly (laughs) exactly especially when it's especially when it's not that because you be like what really like you don't like they don't know no they 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 are some things that they do know so that was a word for me I just want to thank you for that again you just (laughs) this is I'm telling you you is blessing me so what have you learned in your journey that you didn't know about yourself that you didn't know before how afraid I am to try new things Mm. I will tell you that there have been ideas that I moved so slow on because it took me out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. 
my very first Love Harder Marriage Coaching event was a marriage obstacle course mm. where it worked on teamwork, communication, and trust. Mm-hmm. And that event, like I wanted to cancel so many times because I was like, that's not going to work. People aren't going to like that. I've never seen this done before. Who's going to who's going to show up to something like this? This isn't a traditional marriage workshop, right? Yeah, yeah. And when I recall, like one day I was like, you would not talk to anyone else like that. Mm. Why are you saying those things to yourself? Yeah. And I, I find myself doing it with that, which I got to travel all over the East Coast and, and do that workshop. Like that was amazing. And then I found myself doing the same thing with the How to Fight Fair workshop because I had never seen couples get in a boxing ring and navigate through conflict. Mm. But, oh, let me tell you, you know, all that content that I thought I lost when my husband told me to start over. Yeah. I used it for the how to fight fair ebook and workshop. <laughs> That's, That's where that God works. went to. Cause nothing like, is nothing for waste. Yes. Nothing. Let me tell you. So that still blows my mind every time I do that workshop. Like, and I thought this was for nothing, right? It was, it was just not for that purpose. Yeah. So I, I just didn't realize how um, I like to stay in my comfort zone. And so what I've been doing since then is challenging myself to do hard things. Like mm. every, uh, I don't like running. Now I was a sprinter, <laughs> not a runner. So my yeah. race was done by 25, 26 seconds. That's the longest race I had to run, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I realized that I didn't like running miles. I actually hated it. And so every spring I make myself do a couch to 5K program just to tell myself, you're going to do this whether you like it or not. Yeah. Every spring I make myself do it because I have to condition myself that just you have to get out of this comfort zone. I'm, I'm challenging myself to read books I've never read to, to go places I've never done. One year I ate every different, every type of apple I could find in a grocery store just because I always got a particular apple. Like we have to get out of our comfort yeah. zone because it's only through those experiences that we realize, Hey, this ain't so bad. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, that, that is so true. And I think that, um, I, one of the things that all of this, right. Is that when you're in, in talking about, you know, marriage and, that is all new. Every experience that you have yes. is new in marriage because you've never done this before. Most of us have. And even if you have been married before, you ain't That's been married to, to this person the same way. So everything is different. So I I, I can understand that. And I think it's, it's about stretching yourself and realizing what you can't, what you are actually capable of doing. Right. Yes. Because I think in trying new stuff, like I, you know, I'm a, I'm a foodie. I'm willing to try almost anything, right? Um, <laughs> almost and the stuff I'm not allergic to. <laughs> so with that, I, you know, there's certain people that's like, no, I don't eat that. I don't like the way it looks. No, I don't eat that. I don't, you know, it, it, the color of it, whatever have you. And it's like, I try to tell my son, it's like, you know what you're missing? Like, do you know what you're missing by not even trying? Like, just yeah. taste it, see what it is like. And I think that if we go into I mer- you have to figure out what works. I think the other part is, is that when you're talking about this in the context of marriage as well, it's not a one size fits all. 
And what works for your marriage may not work for my marriage, but you have to try the things to see if it works or it doesn't. It can't just be like, well, this is the way I've seen it. This is the way it's always been. So we ain't going no further, you know? Yes. And so one thing I like to say is do love harder marriage coaching. We equip couples with the tools they need so their relationship can succeed Mm. because I can give you a hammer. And I can take your hammer. Yeah. And we can do two completely different things with those hammers. You can nail some stuff down and I can pull some stuff up, right? Yeah, yeah. But we both have the tool that we need. We're just using it differently. Differently, correct. And that's why I think it's important for us to understand that there is no blueprint to marriage. Yeah. There are some foundational things that we all should have in our marriage, but we get to determine how we're going to build the house. Yeah. Everybody needs that foundation, but we all need to build our house in a way that's going to support our family. And I really, really, really dig into that when I talk about the importance of having a marital mission statement, Mm -hmm. because when you understand the purpose of your marriage, you get to come in, okay, this is what we're trying to accomplish. So we're not looking at them. We're not looking at them. We're saying, we want to leave a legacy of education and financial wealth yeah. for our children. So yeah. this is what we need to do to make sure that this is accomplished in our family. So yeah. I'm not looking at them because they might have a different legacy. They might want to uh, leave a legacy of a world adventure where they're traveling the world. Yeah. So they're yeah. going to do things completely different than what yeah. we're trying to accomplish in our family, Right. Yeah, that is so, so, so true. Um, And I think that one of the things like even with what one of the things that you said about creating that blueprint, um, Mm -hmm. I think what it does is that it allows you to even like it allows you to think outside the box because I don't think that you know when you put two people together we both have different traditions different things that we're used to doing different things that oh this you know came up in my family and you know like for me it it was all girls in my household you know and and then my dad right and so (laughs) everything was very much so like catered to us I have all boys in my house. It's my husband. I got two. So life is like <laughs> different for it's certain things that I'm like, oh, I don't do that because my dad used to, and I'm like, oh, well, wait a minute. He did it because of, you yeah. know, this situation. And I'm like, okay, well now guess what? I have to teach my boys differently. And as they're growing, we're learning different stuff. Like, you know, what my husband is saying, I'm like, oh, okay, well now I gotta, it has to be different. And, but we have to take our you know individual lives and our families and, and and put it together and make sense for what we need to do for us and how we want it to be passed down to our kids and so you know I, I love that because that allows and I think another thing and I, I know um, another person who's like a family advocate um, who's like bring your kids in on that too because ultimately yes, it's a part of their legacy as well absolutely and it, it allows them to see how a family should stru- should be structured. Yeah. Like it's not just mommy and daddy. It's you all too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one thing that we've done because education is very important in our home. Mm-hmm. Up until this year, I've homeschooled my kids. Oh, wow. Oh, but, so this, this year, last year was nothing for you. You was all... <laughs> So yeah, this is the first year um, my kids have went to school and they're at a public school. And let, let me tell you, the reason why they're there is one, because a couple of years ago, my son said that he wanted to go to public school. Mm-hmm. 
And I I wasn't sure so much about that, but that was a goal that he had. Right. And I had to consider what he wanted. So I knew at some point in time, we were going to probably put at least him into public school. Mm. And then the pandemic hit. Yeah. And then my husband pulled the carpet from underneath my feet or pulled the rug, however they said, from underneath my feet. He was like, they're going this year. You know, I'm telling you, I, I would not have went. I would not have sent them this year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but my husband was like, go there. And, you know, he's their father, too. Right. So you got to. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You yeah, know. know. And then it's something that the kids wanted. Right? Yeah. You got to. You, you have to consider their their feelings as well. <laughs> but their go- but that was their educational goal. We have we as a family, we want to foster lifelong learning. Yeah. Right. And in order for me to do that, they need to feel like they're a contributor to what that looks like in mm. their life. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. And and the thing about it is, is that that it, it teaches them also like later on, like not to hate like one, not to dismiss their desires, but also not to yes. dismiss other people's desires. So that is yes. that is that is a uh, that's big. That is, I, I, I definitely agree with that. And, I, you know, it's the same thing. Like when you think about these things, like you, that's the importance of like including them in a part of, because sometimes yes. it's just our, like we, we want, we're so adamant about making things differently, different from how we grew up and what we did that we forget that when we were kids, we wish our parents would have included us in that. Cause we yes. might've said, uh, not this can we yeah I don't don't want to do that (laughs) I don't want to go there so before we get to talking about uh love harder marriages is there anything that you do practically um on a day-to-day basis um that allows you to kind of push through if and when self-doubt shows up well the first thing I do is I invest in me Mm. and I do that spiritually uh, whether it's reading a quick devotional or it's um, studying the Bible, writing down the scripture, meditating on the scripture, doing worship or, or sitting before the Lord and just hearing um, help from hell. There are yeah. things that I do first. I get up um, here lately. It's been five o'clock in the morning. I get up and I do that. I do some sort of exercise and movement. Mm-hmm. And then I ask myself, what is it that you need to get done today? I look at what my to-do list is and I remind myself that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. I'm serious. I, I, when I say that I'm challenging myself to do hard things because I want my mind to be equipped to think, yep, that's difficult. And guess what? You can do it. Yeah. Because we spend, I have spent way too much time doubting myself. Mm, 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 mm. Versus moving forward, even in the midst of not knowing how to do it or yeah. having to figure it out as I go along the way or completely, utterly failing. Mm. But I learned something from it. But what I refuse to do, and this is for me personally, is to allow doubt to steal time from me. Ooh. Ooh. It's already taken enough time for me. Yes. That's so a word. That come right along there. with me, doubt. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you just gonna have to come along through this journey and we're yeah. gonna see how this play out <laughs> yeah no that is that is that's a word right there because doubt stop kills so much time right yes. because you can spend and I you know I have spent weeks months 
a year delaying certain things because I'm so worried about what uh what could happen or what might not happen or if it's going to turn out the way I wanted to versus just taking that first step um recently I had was listening to a uh I don't know if it was a devotional a sermon a podcast they'd be all jumbled up but um it uh actually pulled in and I can't even remember the scripture off the top of my head right now but it's talking about how um you have to take steps, take one step at a time. Um, and then the, the verse is like, you know, you'll be a lamp. The word of God is a lamp upon my feet and it lights my yes. path. And Amen. he was saying, whoever I was listening to at the time was saying like, it's, it's as you walk that your path lights up, the path ain't lit up. And then you, you trying to find, that's the reason why. And now for me, I was like, in my mind, I'm looking at it. Like I'm trying, you know, it's like you want to at a park and you know, how you look, if it's dark outside, you're looking down, they have like the street lights. You try and look down, you can't see none of that, but it, your path lights up as you walk forward. Right. So if you stand in still, you're not going to see what's in front of you anyway. And again, like it, it, it allowed me to be like, there's that illusion again that you have control over stuff that you he's telling you it will as you move, as you move. That is how he will light your path, you know. And so, yeah. um yeah, I that right there is uh that spoke to me again. You girl, let me say something. Y'all. Y'all lucky y'all getting this episode because this right here should have been just me and you having a conversation. Because <laughs> this is just so much confirmation for me um, on so many different things. But I know it's going to be a blessing to other people. Yeah. Um, so let's talk all things love, heart, marriages, um, what that looks like. Um, you've already talked about a workbook. You talked about um, that. You said an uh, uh, optical course. I was what kind of obstacle course like all these different things I know yeah I know you said you did that for a, a conference or, or um, an event before so let's just talk all things all all things about you in marriage first um, I did not start out to do love heart of marriage coaching I actually thought once things got settled that I was going to do nonprofit consulting oh wow um, because that's what I have my graduate degree in and mm-hmm. believe it or not I still I do do that oh okay <laughs> In addition to Love Heart of Marriage Coaching, I just work with clients that I had before. I don't take on any new clients. Uh, and so I was, I was talking to some friends and I was just noticing some patterns mm. and no one wanted to go to therapy. And so I asked one husband, I was like, what would it take for you to, to do something about these things that y'all both have identified our problems? He said, first and foremost, I don't want nobody preaching at me, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, okay. He's like, and if it, if it was fun, that would, that would put icing on a cake. I said, okay. And so because I've always had a heart for marriage, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I don't know what, like I've always, I've, I never was that person that was always dreaming about her wedding, mm-hmm. but I was always that person that was just like infatuated with marriage. I love the, the idea of the fact that you could be paired with someone and you could accomplish great things for the kingdom of God, because that's what I was taught about marriage. Mm. Um, the first time that I really, really got an understanding of what marriage was. And I knew that it was something that was life changing for yeah. real, if done according to what I believe the word of God. And so 
I was like, okay, God, you're going to have to show me how to do this because these people need help. And you're not sending all these people my way just so I can hear about the problem. What's the solution? And so one day, oh, I'm all things sports, by the way. I'm not the girly girl. I'm the sporty (laughs) girl. I ran track, played volleyball and basketball all through high school, went to college and ran track. So I am the sporty friend, right? Okay, then. (laughs) <laughs> and so I'm like, it needs to be fun, da, 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 da. And so that's how the obstacle course came up. And if you couldn't make it do an obstacle, then you understood it. You had a problem in that area. Ooh. And so then after the obstacle course, we all sat down in a huddle, which is a circle, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to call it a huddle because I love basketball. <laughs> and so we sat and this took place at a gym. This wasn't somewhere else. This is these oh. events are happening in gyms. And so everybody's sitting around and we're talking about where we struggled during the obstacle course. It's non-threatening. Mm-hmm. No one's talking at you. We're sharing ideas on how to get through these things. I have points that I want to present, but I'm going to present them through conversation, mm. not as a workshop facilitator where I'm telling you what to do. Right, saying, right. Perhaps this could help. Have you considered this? Da, 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 da. And so what I found was husbands began to tell other husbands mm. and then people would see it on social media. Hey, we want to do that. And then churches were inviting me out to come and do it out, you know, outdoors or in gyms. That's where I prefer to do it because that is, that's a different environment. Yeah. People let their guard down in those environments. Yeah. Absolutely. And then you're having fun, you're laughing, you're encouraging other couples, you're getting tools and resources from other people, not just the, the host of the workshop. And, and people just loved it. And, and from that, I knew that I had to create interactive things. And so with the boxing workshop, you actually put on boxing gloves, you and your spouse put on boxing gloves, mm-hmm. and we go do five rounds of conflict resolution. Wow. And you're learning different boxing techniques for each round. Why? Because when you throw that jab, you're going to remember my spouse is not my opponent. They're my teammate. Mm. Every time you see a jab, whether it's you throwing it or someone else, that idea is going to pop in your head because that's what we learned during this workshop. When you throw an uppercut, you're going to know I don't hit below the belt, mm. right? Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's engaging. We're having conversation. You're learning things that you can apply however and whenever you need to, to your marriage. And so I love it. I I love it. I love it. You know, I have put on conferences. I'm not going to lie and say they're my favorite thing to do, but there (laughs) is an audience that enjoys going to conferences and because I love all things marriage. I'll host a conference. And for the last couple of conferences, I didn't even speak. I had other speakers, mm. you know, <laughs> I just created the environment. Yeah, yeah. I'm serious because I want to make sure that however you need to receive the information to help your marriage become Best serves you. what it yeah. needs to be, that I want to provide that environment for you to do so. Mm. But if I get to choose what I'm going to do, it's yeah. going to be one of those interactive workshops every single time. I love that. I love it. I love that I get to do that. That is such a great idea, though, because the, the other part is like it's, it's very visual, right, yes. especially to me. Right. And so mm-hmm. there's always one um, sporty person, I would assume, in every relationship <laughs> There, you know, may not be two, but you yes. there's certain things that we understand the concept of certain things. Right. Yeah. I told you I worked in healthcare for a very long time and I had a physician who um, she was like, 
I had to, because some of my patients were really not understanding when I was telling them how imper- important certain things were. She was like, I cor- she correlated everything with a car. And one of the things I always remember her saying is your knees are your brakes. If your brakes go out, that's it. And how, and I, so I try to make sure to remind my, like, if my knees start hurting, I'm like, they're my brakes. They're my brakes. <laughs> but when you think about it, like, we can, people understand the, the correlation to those things. So I love the idea of, like, who, you know, who are we fighting and, and don't fight below the belt. And, you know, a lot of times we haven't been taught how to fight fair in a marriage, right? You, you right. just are protecting your feelings and you're protecting your, absolutely. Um, your thoughts and what it is that you are actually going through. So I love that. So um, I know we, you know, I'm just wondering, because now in my mind, I'm like, you know what, I wouldn't mind signing this up for something like that. So is that something you offer on a regular basis? Or is it kind of, you know, when we get to the contact part, we just have to keep up with you. But I'm wondering <laughs> that uh, the gym thing and all of that, I'm like, I think that is a, that's a great, great thing. That might be a, you know, I'm going to speak that. It might be a slang self-doubt thing. You know, we might have to come together. Come on, Lord. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I partner with um, churches and groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like during the whole pandemic, I've been doing them virtually. But believe it or not, they've been selling out every time because yes. couples are home. And I actually thought that it would only work in, per- in person. Mm. But once I did it once, people are like, hey, hey, wh- wh- when are you doing the next yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're telling other people. I'm like, okay, so people don't mind getting in front of, because it's fun and it yeah. is engaging. You're not sitting there do another presentation. Right. You're actually and engaging. Exactly. And and I think that it gives you, to me, I would think that it gives the person who doesn't mind doing uh, like listening and the person who is more active and like will get it that way, it, it balances it out. You know what I'm saying? I think yes. about all the times that like, you know, I've been, even when you think about work, you know, like you remember being in work and like having to go to something, you're like, oh, are we going to sit here all day long and talk all for six long. straight hours, like six hours straight? And I remember when they started in my job, they started incorporating little tasks, like to show like team building. And I would bring it back to my staff, like, look, y'all, we will put these Legos together and I want y'all to build uh, an airplane all of y'all everybody got to figure it out and it just got to come together so it looks like and it was like but those are things I learned because I'm like it it made sense like what it, and then I had them learn figure out like what did y'all learn in trying to do that together where well, y'all had you know different ideas so I like the fact that you bring them both together that is that's that's the bomb diggity thank you thank you thank you idea. Um, and so one of the things I did want to ask you about is the, uh, the book and the, the, so is the book and the devotional, those are two different things? No, it's the same thing. Okay. So So I do have an ebook, Uh the how to fight fair ebook, but the book is the devotional. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. And so that's a 30 day is to be done with your spouse or individual. You can. You can do it with your spouse or as an individual, because sometimes spouses don't enjoy those type of resources. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of spouses, but then some do, but these are prayers that you can post up and you can pray with each other or over each other. And they're, they're tools that you can use to just think differently about the word of God and how you can apply it to your marriage. Yeah. 
Nice, nice, nice. Lord, thank you so much for this. I feel like that um, we, we kind of got the big overview of this, but I am going to go ahead and say this and say that we are definitely going to have you back to talk about some other things like more specific. It won't be um, like I want to do because I, I really do want to do something about self-doubt in your marriages and as you talked about conflict and in um even mission statements and intimacy and you know old finances all those things that as we are going through our marriages you know I've been married for seven years um and so we're learning we talked about it we're learning something every year something new because we're we're growing right I'm not the same person I was seven years ago and neither is he um but I feel like that we're gonna I feel like we're gonna do a whole series on on this so just y'all y'all already know I I just said it out loud now so now I'm I'm gonna have to do it (laughs) I definitely let me know yeah Mm -hmm. so where how can people connect with connect with you where can they find this devotional where can they find you where can they do all the things they can connect with me on social media on facebook or instagram at love heart of marriage coaching you can find me also on my website lauragethers.com that's where you can find the devotional book any upcoming events and any podcast. So once yours is um, available, I'll upload that to my site as well so that people are able to go and listen. So I like to have all my resources on my webpage, lauragathers.com. Yes. And y'all know that will be in the show notes. So you don't have to look too far and you can just get the information and get connected with Laura. Thank you so much, Laura, for sharing your wisdom, for sharing um, your story and your journey. Um, I know that I was blessed by this conversation and I know other people will be as well once they hear it. Um, So just thank you so much for uh, sharing today. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this conversation. Oh, you are so welcome. All right, y'all, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Remember to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow me at Slain Self Doubt. Oh, wait, don't forget, go to my YouTube channel and watch this episode. And remember to press the subscribe button. Until next week, see ya.